You are listening to the postcast presented by the Locked On Senators podcast and, of course, the Glebe Central Pub. I'm Brandon Pillar, joined by at Alim's Martian, the Martian in the house, and the Ottawa Senators are officially mathematically eliminated from the playoffs in 2023 after a 7-2 loss to the Florida Panthers, what can only be described as an absolute gong show of a game. Martian, what the hell just happened? You know, people use that term all the time, gong show. And you really, like, you don't ever really see exactly what it means anymore. But tonight, we just got the perfect example of an absolute gong show. That was ridiculous out there. How many penalties were there total? I mean, halfway through the game, there were 17 different penalties. I imagine by the end, there's got to be over 30 different things called. Yeah. Like, that's just insanity out there, Pills. It's nuts. I mean, the uh, the scorekeepers got their full money's worth here as uh, they were working extra hard. They couldn't even keep up with it. Like, I swear the refs had to stall to let them fill out their cards and make sure, okay, is this a roughing? Is this a bench minor? Is this a misconduct? Who got the fighting call here? Who's getting uh, coincidental calls? Like, it was just absolutely crazy. And in a game where, if you look at it, like the Ottawa Senators – it is absolute insanity that in a game where you get 58 shots and the other team only gets 30, you get outscored 7-2. to two. Like, this is one of the wildest games. If you're an advanced analytics fan, I don't know how you're going to prop up too many arguments here because the Corsi uh, percentages for the Sens would have this basically as an automatic win well into the high 60s Martian, but they lose 7 Tattoo. This is one of those ones where analytics people just look at it and they go, this is a complete anomaly. We're just going to take this and throw this right in the trash. Because I even tweeted out earlier, I'm like, if this is the first hockey game you've ever watched, it would make no sense to you. Because the Sens were, were no literally gener- were generating so much offense and not scoring. And the next thing you know, it's like the momentum just goes straight into Florida's favor. And then they, they go down and score every time. It was like... Obviously, the goaltending was something that wasn't going to help the the sense in this case tonight. I think I think I, we can both you know admit that that Levy Marilina and, and Matt Sogard both kind of had weak nights. I think, um, but that's what you get when you have two really young goalies like that in there. But Pilsy, like, it doesn't make sense that the Sens break a franchise record in shots and only score two goals. That was a franchise record. Franchise record. My God, I mean, and and you look at it, Martian, and uh, again, let's let's go from the, if you're new to hockey and you're trying to figure out this game, you're looking at the Florida Panthers and you're saying, oh, well, they have a $10 million goalie. He must have been the one that saved uh, this game for them. No, that was third stringer Alex Lyon, who is looking like a Vesna candidate up against the Sens. 56 saves on 58 shots. <laughs> Where's he been? Who is He's, this guy? We looked at it today, Marsh, and I, I mentioned his career high in NHL games played in the season was 11. He's at 11 this uh, year before this game. So a career high 12 games, and he is single-handedly dragging this Panthers team into the playoffs. Martian, who would have thought all it takes is a lion to get the Panthers into the playoffs. I mean, the, oh, what the a big line. cats all, all over here. You like that, eh? I love um, it. It's, it's wild that that's the guy that's able to make this Senators team look so gun-shy, 
even with all the injuries, they still have their big hitters. Tim Stutzel was out there. Brady Kachuk was out there for some of the game. Uh, Alex DeBrinkat was out there. Batherson, Claude Giroux. Like, they had their guys out there. They had power play opportunities. A full five-on-three, full two minutes where two calls were made in the same play and they get nothing out of it. Oh, my God. I, I know that, that this is an Ottawa Senators team that is not set up the way they're supposed to be, but it's just baffling to me that let's look at the last two weeks here. And for everyone listening and are like, hey, Pilsy usually does the scoring summary here. We're not doing the goal-by-goal <laughs> yeah. scoring summary. This was an absolute gong show. We're just hitting vibes, and I'm ramping up here apparently. But it's just insane that if you look at the last two weeks, Martian, you could look at every game and – Look at the shots. If the Ottawa Senators outshoot that team, they lose. When they get outshot, they've been winning those games. Like it's, it makes Especially zero recently. sense. It does make zero sense. I mean, we could just go on saying that all, all night here. I feel like that's the case. It just, it just yeah. didn't make any sense. Um, but I love like the the battle the Kachuk brothers. Right, we were all starting to get a little bit sick of hearing about it. But this is the kind of game where you, you just realize why it's kind of fun because. The two of them, both of them, pissing each other's teammates off. It's just like, you know, their parents are just up there. Walt's probably smiling, and Chantal's probably like, "Come on, like, what what are we doing out here?" Because they were they were the antagonists for the entire thing. Yeah. Brady was crashing the net every chance he got, like literally crashing into Lion, and and Matthew was laying absolute monster checks, and that hit on DeBrinket. My goodness, that reminded me so much of. Uh, it was the Chris Neal hit on Johnny Boychuk where you just hear the air like leave his body and it's like his soul file out of him for a second before he was able to recover. I mean, that was as big of a hit as you're going to see. And it was in kind of re- in retaliation, right? Because Debrinket kind of caught him with a bit of a blindsider from, yeah. from behind and he took the number and, and was able to get him back on that same shift. And I honestly, I got, I, I got to respect it a little bit, Pilsy, because you know, if, if Brady did that exact thing the other way around, I'd be loving it, right? So yeah, we can't like we can't be hypocrites in in that sense with the with the Kachuk boys because we know what they're all about, and, and you kind of gotta love that side of things. They're old school that way, but Pilsy, like that hit was thunderous. That's the thing, Martian. I would love to be pissed off about that hit, but the just if if I'm just putting on my NHL hat and I'm just a fan of hockey. That that's an incredible hit. Like you gotta, you just gotta give stick taps to that. And especially, no offense, but Cat uh, isn't a big cat like Lion or the Panthers. He's just a little kitty. And Matthew Kachuk just steamrolls him. Like and perfect play. Debrinket gets the puck, head down, looks up, whoops, boom. That's a Kachuk running into you like an absolute train. Yeah, but you know what I love about Debrinket is he goes back and obviously he needs to get checked out probably for yeah. concussion protocol, right? But then in the third period, he goes right back to Matthew and says, you know, like, you got me there, but let's let's drop the mitts here. This game's out of hand. Like, he, he was literally offering up a fight. And I got to like to see that kind of like, you know, that that fight in that in that cat, right? He he is he's a little bit feral when you get him when you get him going, you get him pissed off. Yeah. So um, I, I like that response from him. That is the kind of thing that I, I like. Really love, love seeing in a, in a hockey player, especially a guy who's a skill guy. It's like you don't expect it, so it's, it's like a nice quality. Yeah, when a disher like Alex DeBrinkat uh, decides to start fighting, that's when you know uh, things have gotten out of hand here. But like, uh, Marshall, where where did this game unravel 
for you. Like the, the Ottawa Senators, look, we, we had people on Twitter uh, saying, is this going to be a, a goalie-friendly postcast? Man, no, it's be hard. It's no. going to be impossible to be. Two goalies, Martian, finished with save percentages below 800. I didn't think 800 was a high bar to set for one or yet alone both goalies to hit, and none of them could get it done here. No, not not even really that close either. No. So, I mean, Marilina, where did it unravel? For me, it was definitely, you know, Marilina's probably, I, I mean, you could go with any of the goals, right? Because all three of them were kind of squeakers, right? The, mm-hmm. the first one goes right under his arm. He gets a good piece. The second one, Barkov kind of just picks a spot where he left it open up high because he was on his knees already and, and kind of left that corner for him. And he just picked the corner. Most NHLers are probably going to make that shot, right? Especially yeah. Barkov, right? That's a, it was a good shot, but still. And then the third one was yet an, yet another squeaker where he probably just should have should have had it. So um, mm-hmm. it unraveled after probably the first two, and then the third one was definitely like a bit of a dagger because impossible like to to come back when your goaltending has been that bad. And then they yank the kid, and you feel bad, and Sogard goes in, and what happens to him? It's like the exact same thing. It's like there's a point shot kind of screened a little bit and then boom that's in the back of the net too so um and that would happen pretty much right away so i mean it it just wasn't their night (laughs) and and that's them getting mathematically eliminated and holy shit that they go out with a bang yeah they they got absolutely destroyed in florida and those panthers fans were getting rowdy i mean you hate to see it but sense fans did the brady's better chant in turn the Matthews better chant is uh, is fair game here. And yeah, I agree with you, Martian. This one was, uh, I think DJ did do the right thing, pulling uh, Levy right after that third goal goes in because he just can't, doesn't have it. And the the first Barkov goal, the second of the goal of the game is tough because when you zoom out, you're like, wow, that's a great shot by Barkov. Like um, Levy only gives him a little pocket above his shoulder. That's tough. But the thing is, Martian, is... You've got to realize that's Alexander Barkov there, one of the best players in the league. And if you give him, I I think he had about three seconds where no one pressured him and Levy was down. If you give him that time to scan, get set, aim and fire, he could probably shoot a dime off the crossbar with the puck if he wanted to. Like he's going to get that in every time. So that's on Levy for being a little bit passive and you got to start you got to start moving when you see that everything's just stagnant there. So you know, we love uh the story of Levy Marylinen, but unfortunately it's one of those things where you get super stoked about young goalies that have a good uh f- you know, lightning in a bottle start and get some momentum, but ultimately it showed how inexperienced these two young goalies are tonight. Yeah, and 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 especially Levy, right? Like he's got such a long path ahead of him to like. I mean, it's all time. Yeah, it's all obviously too early to have him in there, but it's just you know it's the end of the year and and things are kind of done. And you want to take a look, and there's so many goaltending injuries that you kind of have to. So, um, but what a message they sent to Cam Talbot, right? By healthy scratching him and and throwing him in there instead, because um, you mean I mean you got to think that at least Cam Talbot would have done that at least the equivalent of what the other two guys did tonight. So it's kind of tough. Yeah, I think uh, we'll get into the Talbot scenario of this on the other side. But first, Martian, 
I want to tell the good folks all about the Glebe Central Pub. It's your neighborhood pub in the heart of the Glebe. It is the official Postcast sponsor. If you guys have been riding along with the Postcast, which I know a lot of you are, a bunch of people I'm seeing in the chat that are always here, we appreciate you guys. You know that the Glebe Central Pub is our pub. Martian, I will see you and producer Ross there in just a couple days here as uh, I'm going to make the pilgrimage over to Ottawa and um, Ross is going to hop on a jet from Winnipeg, no pun intended, and we're going to have a blast at the Glebe Central Pub, hopefully celebrating a W after the Ottawa Senators don't have much luck up against one Florida team. Hopefully Tampa Bay coming to Ottawa will help things and Whatever the outcome, we know we're going to have a good time among other Sens fans at the Glebe Central Pub. Check them out at 779 Bank Street. I can't wait to have a couple pints and a buffalo chicken wrap there. That is the absolute blast. We're going to play some darts. Yeah. We're going to. Last time we were there, Pilsy, they just brought you a buffalo chicken yeah. wrap because you mentioned it every time in the postcast. So they're just like, this guy, this is, we know his order. Let's just get this thing for this guy. And, and that was kind of a nice move by them. That's the thing. The service, he can't beat it there. Like, there's three things to a restaurant. Good food, good drinks, but if the service isn't good, you're probably not going back. And that's just one little thing. I didn't even order that. They just brought it up to me. Legends. Dave, the manager, is an absolute beauty. All the servers, all the bartenders, the kitchen staff, we appreciate them. So go check out Gleep Central Pub at 779 Bank Street. We're also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook app, the number one sportsbook in North America, the trusted sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And you can get so many different fun bets at their app. It's simple, safe, secure, and easy to use. Even a guy like me can navigate that app, Martian. And this was a tough one. If you put a lot of bets on the Senators, whether you did uh, props, money line, reverse puck line even, you probably didn't get anything here. But... That's why you got to keep playing. And there's so many different things to bet on. The Masters is happening, Martian. I know That's you're all about that. Right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm big into it. I Who's love your it. Masters future pick here? I've got a few um, picks on the go, um, but I am partial to the Cams. And Cam Young had a good day today. Okay. I think he, he's a couple strokes back of the lead, if not just one. I think he's, he, yeah, he's minus five right now, so he's two back. But nice. that was a good good round for him. And, and the Cam Smith, you know, he's off the live tour, right? So, uh Cam Smith is always in the hunt, the uh, the Aussie guy, I think. So, uh, yeah, we we, we got to look for the Cam. So, I got a couple of futures on those guys, and I'm also looking at a few other guys. But, yeah, it's just fun to, fun to you know, keep track of that. And they're all such great golfers, and that course is amazing. So, it's, it's fun to watch. Oh, yeah. it's uh, I'm not a golf guy, but the Masters, I do uh, perk my ears up a little and make sure I know what's going on. So, go get your Cam future bets in from the Masters. You can do same game parlays for a bigger chance at a bigger payout. Check it out at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, let's get into this, Martian. I know we're not a goalie-friendly show tonight, but if there's one goalie that's feeling good about this, obviously Alex Lyon, but man, Cam Talbot's got to be sitting there with just a little cheeky grin on being like, wow, I bet you guys wish that you had a veteran goalie to come in and mop this up. Nope, I'm just healthy scratched on this one. Yeah, um, I mean, that's uh, to me, that's got to be the, the end of Cam Talbot as an Ottawa Senator. Speaking of, you know, speaking of Cam's, yeah, uh, no this, isn't, this isn't one I'm going to throw a futures bet on, that's for sure. Um, I don't know if I would bet on him playing one more game for the Sens. I think he sent this kind of message to a guy who's a UFA at the end of the year. 
it's kind of tough to throw him back in there because now it's like, I mean, you kind of slapped him in the face. What's he going to yeah. do? You know, he's not going to give you maybe a full effort. But at the same time, he is trying to earn himself another contract. So maybe there can be a bit of a gentleman's agreement there, you know, come in, play these games and finish this thing out strong with us and hope for the best. But um, no, I mean, like, that's, that's a pretty strong message that they sent to him. So um, that not looking good as far as the future of Cam Talbot as an Ottawa center. I think, I think that's probably it. I think that's it, Pills. I'm going to go ahead and say Cam Talbot has been mathematically eliminated from playing another <laughs> game at the Ottawa Center. Is not a math guy, but I can do that quick addition, Martian. And, uh, that is good math by you, Kobe. <laughs> I really like that math. Thank you. Thank you. And speaking of math, we got to thank our guy, Jimmy Stu, for a nice donation here. He says, Ross, Pilsy, and Martian. And we'll throw our boy Jack in. He's helped out a lot as well. Thank you for showing up every night, even though our team didn't have the year. You guys are appreciated and love beyond words. Right back at you, Jimmy Stu, one Jimmy, of our favorites, always here easy. for us. It's easy with, with people like Jimmy in the chat. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice. It's yeah. nice to have the people supporting us as well. So we're not alone. We, we go through this together. It's therapeutic. That's the thing. Misery loves company, right? And uh, as Ross likes to say, whether we're vibing or venting, you can find us here on the postcast. So... Yeah, I, I think it's everyone can kind of see the the writings on the wall for Cam Talbot here. And it's unfortunate because there was high hopes when he came in, but ultimately it just doesn't happen. Marshall, let's get back to the game, though, as this one, I mean, I'm trying to find the the, the spot where this all happened. So, uh, yeah, okay, here. I never it ended. So, it didn't stop. It yeah, but I'm trying to find the boiling point here. So, um, Brown... You're our guy, Patty Brown. Patty Brown. <laughs> we labeled him our guy. really came out in him and he got a little scrappy at the bars tonight. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, so Brown decides to spray Alex Lyon. A huge pileup happens. The net falls all over. I've never seen this. The net falls over and is is kind of like a, uh, like it's like a little cage, a little barrier, and then two players fall on top of it, and they're still scrapping. I believe Eric Stahl was one of those, and he seemed to uh, hurt himself on that play, unfortunately for him. But then Brown and Waddy go go at it, and then after that, um, Matthew and Brady are discussing things at center ice, and I thought that was pretty interesting, Martian, because you normally don't see – like they kind of avoid each other. They're yeah. like, we don't want to make this a part of the story. We don't want to hear about this. But that was a clear one where they're like – Hey man, what's going on with your boy? And Brady's like, "What's going on with your boy?" Yeah, like, think, come I, on. I think they were actually having like an actual work discussion there yeah. for the first time, where they actually looked at each other and go, "Like, get your guy in line." He's like, "No, like it's your guy. He's screwing around out there." So like, I like to see that. It, that's captain shit, as far as I'm concerned. I think even though it's your brother, like I think they're able to put that aside and actually, it might be even more productive than you would usually see between two opposing players. So. Um, yeah, it was fun to watch. Like again, like the the Kachuk thing is, I just I just enjoy watching those two guys play hockey. So I think it, it'll never really wear off for me as far as as far as that goes. But man, like they could they can chat it out all they want. It doesn't make a difference because their their teammates are going at it, and like there's no controlling that amount of guys when when things get that hot. Like there's all these little things happening that not everybody can kind of control <laughs> no and that's just it and uh eric thanks for the donation saying patty brown confirmed pilsy's next jersey next jersey well the thing is if i was to get a jersey with any last name on it the best bang for your buck investment is an ottawa senators brown jersey because 
They seem to acquire every single player with the last name Brown here. And uh, we're getting some quotes coming in here. Producer Ross hooking us up saying, DJ Smith, post-game, we had some bad bounces. Now, Martian, that's DJ being kind to the goalies because we know DJ Smith is not a hashtag goalie-friendly coach. But that's him just being nice to two young goalies who are put in uh, big spots here and also trying to save face where his franchise just healthy scratched their highest paid goalie and a veteran and tossed two early 20-year-olds, one guy who only has two NHL games under his belt, into the fire here. So, I mean, I mean what, what else is he going to say, right? I, yeah, he's not going to throw someone under the bus for a 7-2 loss at this point. It's a mathematically elimination game. So, yeah. um, I mean, there's no point in saying much more than that. But it's it's pretty funny that he just said it was bad bounces. Cause, I mean, like, <laughs> what, you mean those clear shots that yeah. were unscreened, uh, untipped? That I mean, like, I don't think anybody would be that mad if he said, like, we didn't get the saves tonight, right? Like, I mean, we yeah. just didn't get the saves. Like, and and they're young goalies, so I mean, we're in the spot we're in. That's why, and whatever. Like, nobody's gonna be like, "Holy crap, DJ, you really, you know, you're late really into them." Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's just re- being realistic. But whatever, it doesn't matter what he says, anyways. <laughs> what What do you think of DJ getting tossed in this game? I kind of missed, like, is he going to get fined? Like, did he say anything that bad? Because usually if you get tossed, like, you're going to get – maybe the cameras didn't catch it or something. But I don't know. I didn't really see yeah, but it. didn't seem time like he kinda, the cameras caught it. Yeah. Yeah. But about time he kind of snapped, right? Like, I was kind of waiting for it. We're like, just, just go crazy, DJ, right? Like, just – I mean, you know, have your temper go. Let it go. Yeah. And, and just show some emotion, and maybe it'll fire up the team, and they'll be like, holy, we haven't seen this out of him ever in five years of completely losing all the time. Um, but yeah, maybe. Well, because it never mattered like this, Martian. Like, this was yeah. DJ Smith's biggest game as an NHL head coach. Pretty much, right? Because you yeah. never know what's going to happen in the offseason if they do decide to go in another direction. You don't really know what they're going to do with him. So um, I, I get why now's the time to do it. But, I mean, maybe it's a little too late. I feel like maybe earlier in the year it would have helped. Yeah, it's tough to say. I know there were, I mean, November was tough to support anything the auto centers were doing because they were just losing every game. I know I held strong a DJ for a while and then I then I let go and then I was right back in. But ultimately, I, ju- I just don't see a scenario where new ownership comes in and sees the same general manager and head coach tied together and miss playoffs for, what, five consecutive years now and says, we got to keep these guys long term. I just don't see a scenario where anyone with business savvy is looking at that and it's like, yeah, that's something we got to get done here. Yeah, no, I think that might be one of the first things they look at, right? So uh, it's all up in the air pills. We never really know, but I think we got a good sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be one hell of an offseason. Yeah, it's making sense of the sense all over again. <laughs> yeah, that's why, honestly, that's why we had to change our podcast name, uh, Martian, not because we got signed by the Because it was impossible? Network. It was impossible to make sense of the Sens. And, P- and we would we would use that as a joke, being like, I know we're called making sense of the Sens, but we cannot explain why the Ottawa Senators traded for Victor Stahlberg and Alexandra Burroughs uh, in this uh, stretch here. So that was tough. I love this comment here from Eric. Give give me Ross and Pilsy coaching tandem. I, I see it this way. Like Ross goes in with the raw, raw speech, and then Pilsy's just the player's coach guy. You know, it's like patting guys in the back. 
Yeah, no, I, I like that. Yeah, Ross would definitely have head coaching duty. I don't have the, Imagine uh, Ross's pregame speech. <laughs> He'd get the boys going. He'd be recalling, like, old Senators games that he watched back in 2007 that he was like, oh, like, this yeah. is the way we – you know, like, I can see it. Ross, Ross would get it done. Boys, on this day in 1922, the Ottawa Senators were going for their second back-to-back Stanley Cup final. Here, we got to you got to bump things up here, and I just be like, guys, that was a long time ago. Like things are different. Like we can really work through this. Uh, we got good Corsi numbers. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Oh man, no, I would be the goalie coach, even an assistant coach, Martian. That's too much responsibility for me. I would just be uh, shooting the shit. Dude, with the goalie coach is a big job though, too, because like, I mean, you have to kind of rely on a couple guys to to make you look good. Yeah, that's true. It's it's step. I mean, any coaching job is. Uh, is I, a I, tough I suppose gig these times. Yeah, I, I just yeah. imagine you just eating built bars with the boys in the players' lounge and shooting the shit, you know. And I, yeah, I, I can see you doing that. Yeah, I would love that. Uh, Kara uh, mentioning one of you, please play goalie next. I don't think you want me playing goalie. Uh, uh, my highest competition was house league, although I was an award-winning house league goaltender. So, I mean, that's uh, that's one thing. But if you guys are wondering if Ross should go in, he did play at a higher level. But uh, I'll get Ross to bring up his uh, stats with the Ottawa Sting. And uh, we can see if that'll get him into any games here. I did uh, play one goalie game in my life Ooh. in minor hockey. Um, one time our goalie got injured. We didn't have a backup at the time. So I told myself if that ever happens, I'm, I'm going to be the guy who volunteers to go in. Um, but I didn't realize that I'm, I'm a righty goalie. So I, or a lefty goalie. So you I weirdo. With my right. So I, I'm, I'm weird. So yeah, I know. So it didn't go that well. Yeah, you're you're out. We can't have any uh, any people like that playing goalie for us, Martian. Um, I don't like. It's just it's so tough that this is the way they go out because on surface level, Martian, they play a good game here. It's just you get no goaltending, and ultimately, I don't blame any of these players for allowing frustrations to boil over. This game is unraveling before their eyes. They finally have a chance just to get pissed off and to be able to let their uh, tempers go through. So I don't blame them for just being like, you know what? It's 7-1 right now. I know it ultimately becomes uh, 7-2, but we're we're just done with the scoreboard here. We're going to use our fists now. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't hate it. I, there's some kind of response there, right? They go out with a fight, go out with a bit of a bang. And, and I like that, you know, Ridley ended up getting that goal at the end. And yep. um, that's a three-game point streak for him. So he's actually kind of doing his thing a little bit out here, right? Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, it, if, I, I don't know, Pelsy. It was just a terrible game to watch. Like, it was it was fun and stuff, but I, I wish it was closer because if it was, it would have been, like, up for game of the year if all that, you know, scrappiness continued and – there was goals going the other way as, instead of just a, being a bit of a one-way street. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, it's tough. It's tough out here. Martian, do you have a sensational standout? Yeah, I do, and he played half the game. Nice. <laughs> I'm going with Brady Kachuk. And it's a shame he kind of got kicked out because I feel like he was trying to, like, and I don't even remember what the score was at this point. I'm pretty sure it was 4-2 to two, or, or, no, 4-1 to one, maybe or something like that when, when this all went down. But, um, yeah, when, when, you know, he got, he got kicked out of the game. That was, that was kind of a bit of a, a game changer for the Sens as well. Right. Like as soon as 
they lose the guy who's kind of the antagonist for the whole thing. Like the heat of the game kind of goes to in the dismay. And it just, just didn't feel right without him out there. Um, and obviously, Debrinket was out for a little while there too. So, um, yeah, man. It, it, I, I'm going to go with Brady Kachuk. You know, the 17 yeah. minutes of Pims. And uh, he put, had more ice time than Igor Sokolov tonight. So that's good. And he hit the over in the shots as well, which is uh, always something that we're looking for with him. Even though he only played half the game, he still hits the over. Like, automatically. You'll love to see it. Yeah, that's what Brady Kachuk does. And uh, I will try. To find a sense central standout as Martian, that was going to be my guy as well, even though he played. I mean, that's probably a bonus that he played less of this. So uh, we could just focus on the first half of the game that he did play well. But I will try to find a sense central standout. We're going to take a quick breather here first as uh, I take a look at some of the stats here. Yeah, take a peek, man. I mean, there's 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 not very many people you can choose. I actually got an idea for you, but I, I don't know. Well, can you talk? I'm sure you can. Mark Kostelik, I thought, was in the mix. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go against him either. Like, I, I think he kind of, you know, showed his stuff. So, take it from there. Yeah, I, I think Casty uh, did uh, do a good job of, uh, you know, being like, okay, you guys can't just go after Brady and our stars. I'm here to settle some stuff. So, Casty, I thought, uh, did his role. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Tim Stutzla here because he gets nine shots on goal. Uh, Ross yeah. mentioned it the last couple of games. Timmy is really putting the pedal to the metal, trying to get as many shots on goal as he can, trying to score two goals at the same time. And I just thought he was, you know, he didn't let all this get to him. He keeps trying to get the offense going. He didn't get as frustrated as he usually did, does in games like this, but that's the, that's the only guy I can really think of. Uh, I mean, honorable mention to Casty, but I thought Tim Stutz had a decent game here, and even I think that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it kind of is, but um, he did have a really nice moment. I don't know if he's caught that. The Sens uh, tweeted it out prior to the game. He, yeah, um, good call. You know, he, yeah, gave, yeah. he gave a puck to a young – I don't know if the kid was German or if he just had a German sign to try to get something out of it. But um, he just – you know, in Florida, I'm a big fan, and, and that's what the sign basically said in German. And uh, Timmy threw him a puck, and then the kid, the, you know, made his night. He uh, yeah, that's good. Puck, and he was super pumped, and and went back and, and had a little happy cry, which which always you know brings a tear to my eye as well. It's nice to see that kind of thing. Yeah, a good happy cry for for, for the boys <laughs> yeah. here. I love a good uh, happy cry, Pelzi. No, it is nice. It's nice. You got to do it. You got to yeah. do it. Tears no. of joy. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and you know who wasn't having tears of joy? Claude Giroux. We saw another one of his patented meltdowns as he smashes a stick. And I thought he was going to uh, like take that bench door off the hinges with the way he was smashing it. And this is just tough for Claude Giroux, right? Because he is uh, a, a veteran guy that kind of demands a certain standard. And losing 7-2 like this is not the sa- standard that Claude Giroux likes to set here. No, I mean he's just he's just such an emotional leader, right? And like when when it goes this south, and this isn't even the kind of game he likes to play, right? He's no, the, definitely. He's not really like a. He's never been a fighter, or never. He's been a little bit of a rat at times, but he's more just speaking. He's not really getting into physical altercations. So I can see why a game like this might be like. He feels like that guy in beer league who's just there to have a skate, and, and other guys are getting in the mix, and he's just yeah. like, "Come on, can we just get out of here and like play hockey? Like, what are we doing here?" Yeah, he's like, this is my hour away from the wife and kids. I'm not trying to get in more fights. Yeah, exactly. So like, uh, he's trying not to 
lose his teeth again at this point. So yeah. that's all it is, I think, for him. He's just trying to get out of there without having to deal with all that business. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we will certainly break this game down more tomorrow when we can get producer Ross's takes on the episode of Locked On Senators podcast. You can get on YouTube, uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And it's free. It's free to listen to the Locked On Senators podcast. So subscribe. Give us a five-star review with a zoob. That would be kindly appreciated. We love everyone in the chat here. Martian, give me your final thoughts on this game. Like, uh, like n- not only this game, but zoom out a little and wh- what this means for the Senators right now. Well, it means the, the season is officially over. There's no not going to be a postseason for the Ottawa Senators. Okay. I think, you know, the 58 shots on goal is kind of a, a, a nice little sign. But at the same time, I... And the goaltending wasn't there. So, um, Pilsy, I really don't know what else to say beyond that. It, I mean, it was, it, obviously the, the team was frustrated with the result. They, they wanted to win and, and stay in, in the mathematical race, uh, I guess. So, I, if you really scope it back and look at it like that, I think it's, 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 kind, of a good, it's kind of a good game because it shows that they, yep. you know, they, they do care. And it's, it's not for a lack of trying or caring that they're not able to do it. They've got injuries galore, um, and it just – hey, Pilsy, DJ Smith, just didn't get the bounces out there tonight. Just didn't get the bounces. Uh, producer Ross, tweet the clip, Laleem's Martian. It was kind yeah. of a good game, a 7-2 yeah. loss. It was kind that. of a good game. That's not how I feel. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't do that, Ross. That would That would make me look horrible, but you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. No, I had to give it to you there. Um, th- that's like me defending the goalie in a five nothing loss. Like, well, those goals weren't exactly his fault, uh, but there's no defending of these goalies here other than the fact that the, I mean, they're essentially kids. Like these are, they're just getting used to the NHL. Levy Marilyn. And I mean, he was in Finland playing in Liga a little while ago, only had his first AHL start a couple days ago. And now he's getting tossed into two NHL games. So, you know, you we don't have to say they had a good game, but uh, we can clearly say that they're put in positions they are not ready for. Yeah, uh, and Mary Levy Lyme, was in the, the OHL, UHL. yeah, like, and he wasn't exactly lighting it up there either. But uh, he's definitely making strides, and uh, I, I'm still very confident in him as a goalie of the future, and Mad Sogard for that. Uh, for that matter. So am I. This is just a, that was a little bit of an early road bump on the long road ahead for for these guys' careers here because. I mean, it's just it's just too early to have them in there like that, especially when Sasha Barkov's getting point blank looks. Yeah, and uh, the Ottawa Senators are, you know, maybe if they have a full healthy roster that can kind of uh, play a more sound game and not have those breakdowns defensively. Not not saying that that necessarily was the problem tonight. I just mean in a general sense that maybe you get a, a better and more realistic look and starts for these young guys, but. That just isn't the case. I mean, this this injury list is absolutely wild for the Ottawa Senators here. So there's only so much you can do. And uh, yeah. Martian, hopefully, I, I was going to say, hopefully we see a better effort from the Sens in the game we're going to on Saturday. But I, I, I can't even dog their effort here. 58 no. shots on goal. They're scrappy. They stick up for each other. Like, I'm not dogging the effort. Me either. I won't dog the effort either. Let's not dog the effort. I don't think that was, that's what it's about. I think yeah. I think this one, and we hate to do this as a goalie-friendly show, but it literally comes down to goaltending on this one. 
Yeah, it's hard to argue anything but that. Yeah, I think that's all I got. Yep, so tough, tough, tough way to see the season end for your Ottawa Senators as Ross and I can no longer spin that they are mathematically alive as they are mathematically eliminated. A 0.0% chance of postseason this year. But it doesn't mean that we can't still have fun to the end of the year. we got other things we can look at and enjoy, right? We've talked about the milestones that are coming up, yeah. and, and we're going to the game on Saturday, and we're going to have great seats, and we're going to enjoy the crap out of that, right? So um, everything's okay. Life, life's still good, you guys. We don't, need to, we don't need to get too down over this. this is, we've met expectations, I feel like, as a team. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think uh, you're right on, Martian. It's, it's tough in the present, but overall – if you were to tell us uh, April with four games left, this team would be fighting a division rival and battling for a wild card spot mathematically. Uh, I think we would have been pretty happy, especially knowing the injury list here. So this team is set up for success in the future, which is all that matters. Yeah, big time, big time. And next year, the expectation will be playoffs. So get ready for that. Yep, and there's no reason why it can't be. They're, they're so close here with so many injuries, and a lot of these players are going to be returning on uh, on good longer-term deals or at least not too many UFAs. So I think that's what you can hold on to if you're a fan of the Ottawa Senators. If you are a fan of the Ottawa Senators, we hope to see you at the game on Saturday. I'll be there. Martian will be there. Ross will be there. Our boy Jack Richardson will also be there. We're going to be in Club Bell. Martian, I am fired up for this experience uh i haven't experienced it you you're a club bell veteran at this point uh so i'm excited for you to show us the ropes here you're gonna love it pilsey yeah. there, there's no denying it <laughs> yeah you're gonna love it 100 percent. everything's different it's great yeah so even though it's a game that is meaningless for the ottawa centers we'll look out for those storylines claude Giroux. Uh, the young guys getting some more time here. Who's going to start that game? I think it's an interesting conversation. And we're going to have that chat and get Ross's takes on this game on tomorrow's episode of the Locked On Podcast Network. Guys, thank you for joining us all season and for the rest of the games, all 120 of you in the chat. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. You guys are what keeps this podcast going. But for now... After a 7-2 loss, mathematically eliminated, we will say goodnight. For myself, Brandon Piller, for at Lames Martian and producer Ross, thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Locked On Senators podcast, the postcast edition. We will have another episode of the Locked On Senators podcast on YouTube, on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts tomorrow morning. And then Ross and I will be making our way to the nation's capital. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good night. It's the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.